How's it going guys and welcome back to another episode of Football Follow-Up and let's start by addressing the elephant in the room. Yes, it has been nine long months since the last podcast, a long, long time ago. The 2016 season has been and gone with Chelsea being crowned as champions, but I'm back for the new season ladies and gents and I have some big things planned for this podcast when I go back to uni in September. Hopefully, I'll be looking at doing it once a week, once again, and be uploading to SoundCloud, iTunes, and hopefully uh, YouTube, where I will film each one. So, exciting times for the podcast. But I thought, what better way to get back into the rhythm of it all by doing a Premier League predictions for the 2017-18 season uh, today. Um, I'm not alone. I am joined by my good friend, Joe Mould. Uh, say hi. Hello, everyone. Um, and he's also going to give his own predictions as we run through the relegation candidates and the titles chasers. So I think, without further ado, uh, let's get into it. Um, let's get into it, yeah. Who have you got at the bottom for this season? I mean, automatically, most people go to the people who have got promoted as yeah. the teams that are going to go down. I've got two of the uh, promoted teams to go down, but I feel like one of them will has enough in them, not only in their history... But in the in the team to stay up. So let's r- run through your bottom three from twentieth to eighteenth. Uh, well, in rock bottom, it's very easy to pick on teams who have just been promoted. But I've gone with Brighton to come bottom of the Premier League. I also have gone for Brighton as well. Yes, I've. I feel like they haven't really invested enough in no. in the players. Um, they brought Davy Proper and Matty Ryan, but I feel like they just they haven't brought enough Premier League quality to stay up I think with Matt Ryan going in goal it's a good signing but I think a keeper it can perhaps make or break a season but I think with the teams that you've just been promoted you need an out and out goal scorer yes and I, I think you need, that's the people who are going to perhaps keep you in the league and, and can they rely running. on Glenn Murray can they really I, I don't think they can no. I, they haven't got anyone yeah. that's out and out and can put the goals in in the Premier League, I don't think. There's no one proven in that team. You can well, Glenn Murray was sold to a championship side from a Premier League side for a reason. So Yes, exactly. Always there is always that. And I feel like if they've got any chance of staying up, they really need to be looking at their home form as a, yeah. as a way. And then you've got to give Chris Hewitt a chance because he has managed in the Premier League before. Um, yeah, he's tried and testing. But it's going to be a home form job, I feel like, for the season. Which goes on to my... Team in 19th, who also are going to be reliant on home form, Huddersfield Town. Yeah, I've also gone with Huddersfield. I feel like they have invested a lot in the transfer window, mm. but the problem I feel like they, they've got is they've got too many players and it's going to take time to gel. Yeah, I think that's, that's the thing. They've, what they've done well is, I think, is one of their best signings is perhaps keeping Moy, your striker yes. at the club. Yeah, it's a massive signing. Guy in the central midfield. He did so well last year for them down in the championship, so hopefully he can carry on that form. I yes. know it's a different league, but I don't know. You need someone like that, I think, in there. He's just he's overall good player. And I think with the likes of Ince as well coming in, I think that could perhaps be the season where Ince does prove himself, as maybe. It's been a long time coming for Tom. Yeah. It's been one of those fringe players for a number of years. I remember when he burst on the scene back with Blackpool a number of years mm. ago, and he was touted for big, big things. And he's one of them players that should have lived up to his potential. He would have been in the England squad without a doubt by now, but yeah. he's, he's not there, so maybe this could be the season for him to shine. Um, Amazingly, Huddersfield have made 10 signings in total the transfer window, and we've still got three weeks left, can we just point out. So, again, I think they're going to be reliant on home form. They, yeah. Then they're, they're not going to be a team that are going to go away and 
got to go on that tack. They'll just sit and try and play for the draws when they can. So I don't think it's going to be enough for them. No. I, I mean, think, yeah. any team that goes up through the playoffs on penalties to me suggests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, well, David Wagner has done well. He did his business early. But it's, yeah, I think, well, Ince does offer that bit of pace up front. So I think yeah. a bit of an outlet like that could do them well. Yeah, like you're saying, I think they just need oh, to make their home a bit of a fortress. Yeah, Templars to me suggest that the current team they have isn't good enough for the Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, I will move on to 18th. Now, I think we've got differing opinions on this one. Mm. Um, I've gone for Swansea, and yeah. you've gone for... I've gone for Burnley. Why Burnley? Clarence. Oh, well, I think the two losses that they've made in this transfer window with Gray and Keane, I think could be huge. Especially Keane at the back, he was so pivotal last year. And then I think the signings that they have made have been so negative with Phil Bardsley from Stoke, uh, Jonathan Walters from Stoke, and then Jack Court coming in. They're, they're very, they're just classic Sean Dyche signings. Perhaps he needed to invest in some better players, perhaps even younger players. I think John Walters, I mean, he's, he's got to be on his last legs now for a Premier League team. That's perhaps why he's gone to Burnley. But I just think it's, if I was a Burnley fan, I'd feel pretty good right now with those signings. I, I don't agree, unfortunately. I've gone for yeah. Swansea as the team get ready. I think Swansea are a bit like Sunderland in the sense of they've been hanging on to their Premier League status yeah. for a number of years now. Um, I feel like if they lose Sigerson, mm. they are going to be in a lot, a lot of trouble because they'll have the money from him, but who's going to want to go to Swansea as a, as a Premier League club? That is true, yeah. I they've, they have brought in Tammy Abraham, and last year at Bristol City, he was banging in goals for fun. Mm. But that's in the Championship. Whether he can make the step up to the Premier League, I don't know. Um, yeah. And I feel like I don't think they're gonna. They don't think they're gonna be able to do it this year. If like, if Sigerson is the key, I think. I think there's a couple of clubs as we'll make through our, our predictions that are reliant on certain players oh, yeah, um, further up the table especially if they lose them players it could seriously affect where they're going to end up finishing so I've gone for Swansea in 18th and you've gone for uh, Burnley so let's now move on to the teams that are going to just stay up by the skin of their teeth yeah. who have you gone for surviving in that 17th place I've gone for Swansea but the only thing is I agree with your points with Swansea I think Clement's got a big job on his hands to keep that team inspired because obviously last season they're obviously in a really bad way towards halfway through the season. Yes, yeah. Bob Bradley was off, obviously. Didn't he's really a, he was an interesting character, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think he was good for memes, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah. that, was a, that was about it. So I think the job for him is to keep that team inspired and to keep. They almost, in a way, you almost didn't want last year to end. You want to just keep going, keep getting those performances in. So if they transfer over that to this season, I think they could stay out, but it's obviously a big task. One thing about Swansea is they sometimes throw up a big performance against the big clubs. Yeah. I remember a few seasons ago, they beat an Arsenal. I think they did that a double over Arsenal a few years ago. So they do have it in them yeah, to do it. But yeah. whether they can do it or not, I don't know. Um, my 17th place, I've gone for Burnley, so we've actually swapped the places around. Um, it's all the same sort of points as you. Up until the other day, I had Burnley to finish a little bit higher with... Gray still in the team. Yeah. As he is not there anymore, and we'll move on to the team that he's joined a little bit later on. Um, I think, wh where's their strikers coming from? Vokes? Is, is yeah. yeah. I, just, well. I, don't, I don't think. If they can keep Tom Heaton, yeah. I, that is a real bonus, full stop, because in my opinion, Heaton is the second best goalkeeper 
in England right now, as in for the English national okay, team. Yeah. He's, he's better than Forster, in my opinion. Um, he's probably just behind Joe Hart in the pecking order. Um, so if they can keep him, that would be absolutely massive. But I feel like, again, they're going to be like they were last year, at right at the beginning of the season, where they were reliant on their home form. They beat Liverpool quite early on last season. Um, they have Chelsea on the first day of this season, so you'd think that's going to be a bad yeah. way to start the season. That's it. Yeah, tough few opening games, I think, for Burnley. Yeah. A lot to prove. So, yeah, I think that's where Burnley will end up finishing. We'll be 17th. So let's go on to your 16th. Newcastle, obviously newly promoted, but... Well, I'd say they, they didn't obviously dominate the league as many people would perhaps suggest they would have. But the thing is, they have a, you could say, a mediocre, maybe to lower mediocre Premier League team with the likes of Matt Ritchie, who obviously was quite surprising that he went there last season. So I think he could do very well for, uh, for Newcastle. And they've still got the likes of Mitrovic up front, who I think... Yeah. maybe I'm, I'm a fan of the old classic up... Just keep him up top, bully those defenders, and I love those kind of strikes. I think he could do pretty well. He's a bit of a boisterous character. Yes, they own. Not forgetting, they've also got Dwight Gale, who last season was absolutely superb for uh, Newcastle. But again, it's a case of can he do it on the big scene in the Premier League? He played for Palace a number of years ago, and he didn't set the world on light. He scored goals in big games, if I remember rightly, but he wasn't someone that. He's just a proven um, striker. And Newcastle haven't actually made that many signings this transfer no. window at all. Um, they've got Manquillo um, coming, the former Sunderland defender. Yeah. So that'll shore up the back a little bit. But it'll be interesting. I think the f- thing, and why I'll move on to Newcastle later in my predictions, is they've got Benitez. And if they can keep hold of Benitez and keep him sweet, you've got to remember, this, this guy's like managed a Champions League winning team. He's yeah. managed Real Madrid. And he's at Newcastle, a newly promoted Premier League team. He's, he's, he's got the experience and oh, if yeah, anything sure. he will work with the players that he's got and get the best out of them I'm also looking forward to seeing John Joe Shelby back in the Premier League because I feel like <laughs> it, when he was at Swansea he was he was a bit of a bowler in the centre of the park he scored some absolutely world, like, world-class goals um, so I, I think I've, I've got Watford uh, to finish in 16th yeah um, it's a weird one Watford they, they've signed a lot of players again this summer uh, like yeah. I said Gray come in and they've also got Silva the whole uh, ex-Hull man- manager come in um, and I feel like he, if he had more time at Hull last year I feel like Hull would have stayed up he was, he's very good in the way he set the team up but Watford just they signed Tom Cleverley as well um, Will Hughes um, again he's someone that a bit like Tom Ince as we mentioned earlier who is an English English player and was meant to be the next big thing and he's yet to set the world alight um, whether he does it this year I don't know um, I don't I can't see Watford being sensational I think they'll do enough to stay up and they'll they'll pull out a few surprises against the bigger teams but I can't see them finishing any higher than 16th in my opinion so my only thing with Watford last year was they got to that plateau of the amount of points they needed because that's when they were mathematically mathematically safe and I think as soon as that happened, they just went on such a down, downward spiral. I don't know if that was because of management or players just lacking inspiration. But I, just, I don't know if Marco Silva would allow that to happen in his team. I've, he just seems a bit more strict with his players. And I reckon that's what they would need at Watford, something yes, like that. I agree. I also have a feeling if he's not, want, if he's not getting the team playing, he may be one of the first managers sacked. Because... Uh, the ownership at Watford is a weird one. It's got this that Italian mentality of if you go on a running losing run of or you're not winning in eight nine games, you're out of the club. Mm. And I think 
a lot of um, chairmen and uh, owners are adopting that sort of procedure nowadays. So if he don't get him playing, I feel like he could be the first for the axe uh, for this season. So yeah, that's that's why I've got Watford in 16th. Let's move on to 15th. Who have you got? I've gone with Stoke. Again, Stoke have lost a lot of good players with like Arnautovic. I think he... Some people argue and he had a few good games, but I think in terms of what he offered Stoke, he offered them just something a bit different and he was a good passage just to get that ball up to the up front and along the wing. But the the signings they've done, Zuma, I think, in defence, to be honest, I'm That's a massive signing. I think That's it's pretty good. I've actually. also got uh, Stoke in uh, 14th as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, massive, massive sign. Like, it, I, I can't understand why he's not in the Chelsea team permanently. No, I, mean, I know they've brought in players, and we'll get onto Chelsea event uh, later on. I think it's the injury that didn't help him either. No, that was yeah. that was a bit that was a a big blow for him. Um, I also see they're looking to sign Martin Dindy uh, back again. Yeah. Um, Stoke again. A couple of years ago, when they had Arnautovic and that, they should they should be higher than they are. They've got um, Jordan Shakiri in their team. Yeah. You know, Bayern Munich and Inter Milan were the teams that he used to play for, and now he's doing on a cold night in Stoke. <laughs> Why they've struggled like they have and not... I feel like Stoke should have been pushing for Europa League now. It's, yeah. And I think it's going to be another one of them seasons where they're just not going to not gonna do anything. Because they did have a few years, didn't they, where they kept improving. But I think it was last year they remained, I believe, in the same place as they were the year before. I've got feeling. Yes, yeah, yeah. They've been quite yeah. the same in the last few years. Consistent, but they've not done enough. I mean, they shook off the... Uh, when they got promoted, um, that are uh, yo-yo club thing because a lot of teams yeah. when they come up go back down. So they're they're established Premier League club now. That's fair yeah. to say, and I don't think they'll get relegated. I think they'll survive comfortably. But as a Stoke fan, I've got to be looking at the board. I've got to be looking at Mark Hughes and thinking we got to be doing better than this. We we can't keep being that team that oh we're hard to play against or uh, they need to they need to. Change something. So it's like a rebranding they need. Yes, yeah. it might be the manager. I mean, I, yeah. I do find Mark Hughes quite a negative manager in in my eyes. He's good and he's he's a Premier League standard mm. manager. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't see I don't see what they're gonna really do next year. So it's disappointing if you're a Stoke fan, but I think it's gonna be another one of them seasons. So you got next. Fourteenth, I've gone with my club Southampton. Wow, <sighs> yeah. I do we have to talk about it on the podcast. I think we have to. We have to. We have to. I just think we've been not great in pre-season. I know that is no. It's a. You can't really judge a season on how you do in pre-season, but I think if we lose Van Dyke at the back, we could really struggle. I mean, I love that guy. I mean, (laughs) he is. He is. He has been the rock at the back for the last few seasons. I mean, yeah, yeah. As you say, the Saints fan, you see it better than I do. I mean. I always have a bit of a biased tinge because being a Pompey fan, I, I have yeah. to. It's, it's the rules. It's the rules. If I'm looking at it from the neutral, if I was a Saints fan, a bit like what we were talking about with Stoke a second ago, I would be worried. I, I, this just seems like a lack of direction at Southampton at the minute, which is surprising because they have the, they have the money, they have the background. That's, yeah, that's the thing. We, we always sell these great players for so much money. And I reckon, well, a lot of it must go into our youth development. Otherwise, I don't know where else it goes. <laughs> I don't see it come back at all. I mean, I think it was Jamie Redknapp that said the other day, if you have ambition as a footballer and you're playing for Southampton, you leave the club. 
Yeah, it's true. If people saying that from the outside, God knows what it's like being on the inside and playing playing for Southampton. Mm. I mean, they've signed two players this transfer window. Two. But the only way the only way I can defend Southampton a little bit is that we did get Pellegrino late, but I still think we've got to be looking because our, our new defender Bedenek. That's the thing. I, yes. I don't. I'm, Pronunciation of it's the po- it's Polish name. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's like oh, what's the other one they signed? Is it Ledema? Led- yeah, Le- Le- from Juventus for twenty million. That's a statement. Of I intent. do think that's a that is a statement time. of yeah. intent. Um, but it, I just don't feel like the manager that they've brought in is unproven in the Premier League. Mm. I think they should have. Yes, they were right to sack um, Poirot at the end of the season. I feel like he brought a lot of negativity into the club a lot of fans were calling for his heads midway through the season yeah. and this is coming from a team that people forget got to the League Cup final last year finished in was it ninth, eighth, ninth. that you know any Premier League team that's fantastic but I feel like and it pains me to say it Saints should be doing better they were yeah. Europe was it last year that they were in Europe yeah last year and Europe it was a poor campaign they should have got out of their group they didn't yeah so um, we went out in such a strange way due to away goals, I believe it was. <laughs> the Israeli team. Yeah. Beersheva, something yeah. like that? Oh, I, I think it's Hapo Beersheva. I remember doing a lot of pronunciation on that <laughs> in uh, and some lessons back at university. It was a, it's a hard team to get your tongue around. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I can't say I know a lot about Israeli football, but surely a Premier League team should proven be. for quite a few years now. Yeah. We should be beating them. It should be, them. should be beating them, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know where Saints can really go from. They need, they need again. It might be a bit like Stoke, as we previously mentioned. They need That's what I a rebrand well. change yeah. or something. The football that they played last year wasn't the best. They have the players in there. They have mm. the likes of Ward Prowse, Tadic, Gabbiadini last January oh, when he yeah. came in. What a signing! Yeah. What a signing for. But he seemed towards the end of the season, he was tailing off. Yeah, he got that injury and he, he couldn't seem to come back after. I think he was only out for maybe a week or two. and then he wasn't the same, was it? No, he actually wasn't, wasn't the same. So. But I feel like Saints need to invest in some defenders. Yeah. I mean, at the back at the minute, you've got Yoshida and Stevens. Stevens, for me, was one of Saints' shining lights last year coming into the team. And he did a very, very good job um, yeah. when Van Dijk was injured. Um, it's difficult. I... I I think we need a rebrand. I watch I watch match of day every week, and it it's annoying. It's they they say the exact same things. I think after every game, I don't know how they do it. Southampton always sell their players, get a different manager, and they always do well. And I think oh, I don't want to be that team anymore. I want to be a team where at least we are getting better and better and better. And perhaps we do invest in bigger players who, well, I don't have to Google to find out. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 well, Lemon, I had a, perhaps a little bit of knowledge about, but Bedenek, I'd obviously no idea who he was, no. but. Yeah, we'll see how they do. Um, I like. I, I know it's South Coast thing and all that. I would like to see Saints perform a little bit. Hurt pains oh me gosh. to say it, but <laughs> they are at the minute in a place that they're just in a bit of a lull and they need to get out of it. So yeah. hopefully they'll prove our predictions wrong as we've got so, the yeah. Right, so let's move on to thirteenth place, and I believe we both got the same team for thirteenth place. Um, Crystal Palace. Yeah. Why? Why have you gone for Crystal Palace in 13th? Crystal Palace, they were lucky last year, perhaps you could say, with 
Big Sam performing his magic, keeping them in the Premier League. Obviously now they've got Frank de Boering, which I'm all I don't know too much about him, but I I think as a group of players they've got a decent team. If they can get Benteke scoring, I think they'll do. Okay. I think Benteke is pivotal for that uh, past team. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, there were signs of him last season that come in the light. Palace, Palace the one that could finish highest, maybe tenth, also could be relegated. That's that's how inconsistent Palace are. They seem to split their season up into chunks and they'll have really good spells and then be awful through some spells yeah um, yeah the ball coming in he's brought Reader World from Ajax so he's obviously got these connections there um, and they're looking to sign Fosu Mensa he's, he's having a medical uh, we believe right now um, and lost as, as we speak <laughs> as we speak um, and lost his cheek has come in from Chelsea on loan so you know he's turned to the ball's turned to a bit of the youth there um that could signal well, he's going to be there for a few years. Perhaps he wants to build a bit of a base. Yes, that's Alex. that's the first shot. But they have lost Steve Mandanda. Um, he's gone back to Marseille. <sighs> Palace, Palace uh, I feel like, could surprise a few this year if De Boer brings the style of like he had at Ajax when he was there. He had a very good um, win percentage at Ajax. Yeah. Um, didn't do... Uh, too good of a job at Inter Milan he got sacked last year actually um, just after the Europa League campaign which ironically he was in Southampton's group for that's, that's uh, the kind of effect we have in big teams <laughs> well, yeah. but um, yeah Palace 13th I think that's probably a fair shout whether they can do any better it remains to be seen I, I expect to see Palace pull out a few big results against the bigger teams actually this year um, I, they have that they have that in their locker um, over, over some other teams and you know how much Selhurst Park is is their fortress. I mean, the atmosphere on game day it sounds electric. I know a lot of a I'd lot love of to go there, actually. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I'd I'd love to go there. It'd be a good good away day, I think, if you could uh, go yeah. to Selhurst Park. Although apparently the seats in the away aren't aren't the nicest. Uh, <laughs> a few Saints fans have said that to me before. Uh, uh, so let's move on to twelfth place now. Um, we have got different ones on this. Uh, finally, I'm bringing in Newcastle to the equation. Uh, reasons why I've got Newcastle in 12th uh, purely based on the fact of Rafa Benitez is their manager um, and I I really do think that team that played last year is good enough for the Premier League nearly by itself They I feel like they need one or two more additions um, you mentioned earlier about Mitrovic up front if he if he can get playing and put in the goals Newcastle are going to have a really good striker on their hands this year as, as well as Dyke Gale um, and they also have the very underrated, in my opinion, Matt Ritchie, um, Pompey born and bred. Uh, and, he, and, you know, we said earlier, it was a shock to see him drop down the division last year from Bournemouth to Newcastle. Must have been paying him. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, money does wonders for players. Oh, it, does, it really yeah. does. Uh, but I feel like he could be one of the, the unsung heroes of the Premier League this season. He has a hell of a strike on him. Um, they've got a good base in there, Newcastle. Whether they can, you know, live up to the expectations, what I think they're going to do will be will remain to see. But I don't think they'll be struggling for um, relegation uh, at all. I feel like it's they'll just go back. Hopefully, go back to being. They just need to keep Benitez happy, don't they? Yes, they need yeah. to get. They need to get Ashley to get that check back out. I was going to say the re- relationship with my Mike uh, between Mike Ashley and Rafa Benitez, it. It's a, it's on tender hooks, and I do think it just involves a piece of paper with a check on saying you've got this amount of much to spend this transfer window. Exactly. You're allowed to do this. I think Mike Ashley has too much to say within that club. Um, he's an owner, 
not the manager. You know, yeah, let, it's let true. Benitez run the team. But we remain to be seen. Um, who have you put down in 12th place? In 12th, I've gone with West Brom. I think they did really well last year. Performed a bit out of their skin, you could say. They did so well. And I think Pulis, I think, is pivotal to that. I think that, that guy surprised me each year. He just seems to take relatively mediocre to not very good sides and just does really well with them. So I think... West Brom, they could struggle perhaps a little bit more this year. They've done all right in the transfer. They've they've lost the leader in their team with Darren Fletcher. To stay. Yes, no, that, he was he was pivotal from last year as well. He yeah. was good. Um, it was you know step down maybe from what he was playing at United, but he was getting good football last year. Mm. Um, yeah, I put uh, West Brom uh, just ahead of Newcastle actually in eleventh. I think Tony Pulis is arguably one of the best Premier League managers of the modern. Era, so sort of the noughties onward. He hasn't done anything spectacular, hasn't done anything, you know, win trophies or anything like that. But if you can keep a club consistent throughout the season and get them playing last year, West Brom were playing some really good football. They're on to Europa League. They seemed at one point. Yeah, I, I know. Um, they got you know, they got Rondon up front. Oh, yeah, I rate him so much. Rondon. I think he scored three headers for a hat trick last year. That's unbelievable stuff. I think I think that's awesome. Yeah. Tony Pulis is is the man if you want a consistent club. They've got McCauley at the back as well, who just seems to score goals for fun as a centre off. He really does. He just pops up now and again. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I I think I think West Brom could be even pushed for Europe this year. Um there is some stiff competition ahead of them and we'll get onto that in a little while. But yeah, I, f- I feel like West Brom West Brom will do well this year. I thought there'd be another solid season for him. Who have you put down in eleventh? I've gone with Leicester City. The kind of recent champions, the the feel well, the vibes. It's I think it's dying now. Sadly, obviously, amazing past two seasons. Really, obviously, winning the league, being in the Champions League, and to be honest, they had a decent run in the Champions League. So you can't really complain. But I, I, if they start performing badly, if I was Craig Shakespeare, I'd be a little bit worried. We've seen what they did to Ranieri. So I think if he if he does. Start perhaps getting a few losses in. I wouldn't be surprised if the players did turn on him. Yeah, I've put Leicester down in for tenth, so ahead of West Brom. We seem to be just swapping our predictions around. Yeah, them, it? it's the same sort of thing. Shakespeare last year when he came in proved the doubt was wrong at all of them. People calling for the whole club's head when Ranieri went. He's such mm. a. He became such a um, a sweetheart for everyone in the UK. You you just couldn't hate him for what he'd done. He, no, you he produced one of the. Well, it was. It is the best fairy tale in the in football, at least. Maybe even all sport ever. Taking a team that had just really been recently promoted not long ago and taking them to Premier League champions, unbelievable. Like you, he was you, seen as the best manager in the world, wasn't he? So he, he was up. He was well in terms of that. He was the best manager in the world. Yeah. But it just shows modern day football. It's ruthless. <laughs> no one is it's safe. ruthless, yeah. isn't it? Uh, Leicester's transfer activity. <laughs> Ian Acho is a very good sign-in. I did see him go down the other day in pre-season with a knock. Yeah. I feel like they invested in the wrong areas in this transfer window. Um, Musa, who they signed last season, could now be said to be their fifth-choice striker. Might be on the way out to, ironically, West Brom. You know, they've got Vardy up front, Slimani, Okazaki. I just think, I don't know, it's... They invested in the wrong areas. They, uh, there's rumours that are circling at the minute that Danny Drinkwater might be going to Chelsea, yeah, which is a really, really weird one. Yeah. Uh, 
Mares as well. I don't think they'll keep hold of Mares. We've still got three weeks left of the window. I think he will get his wish and get out of the club. If he goes to Roma, I just I could understand the appeal. A club with a lot of history, and they've actually got a decent side this year. But I just I think he could go to a better team than Roma personally. But I think they've done. They're still looking for that Kante replacement with Ibora coming in from Sevilla, which I. I reckon that's a decent signing. It's a decent signing, yes, but I don't think uh, it's the player they're looking for. Akante is irreplaceable. There's an argument to be said that Kante is the best centre midfielder in the world currently. There is one there mm-hmm. because of his box to box play. You can't replace someone of his nature. Abora could do a job, but I feel like they need to make sure that the partnership they have in the middle, whether it's um, Mendy and Didi, um, it needs to be solid because Kante was sometimes two players, three players, whereas they need to make sure they've got a solid base because that's what they were lacking last season. And there you know, was a long period of time that you thought Leicester were going to go down. Yeah. Then, well, yeah, it was around Christmas time they were struggling. But I, it's difficult with Leicester. I think what's so important to that team, perhaps taking the manager out of the equation, is that team chemistry. A lot of the players have been there for quite a bit of time now. With the likes of Vardy, Drinkwater, Simpson at the Simpson, back, Morgan. King. They, yeah. they, they've been there through the perhaps rougher times of that club being in the championship. And if, I don't know why he would go, he probably wouldn't get much game time. If Drinkwater did go to Chelsea, I could perhaps see that maybe being the beginning of he's the a, he's a, he's a senior chemistry. figure yeah. within the team, isn't he? You take that out of the equation, that's a dismantling of any team. You need leaders in that team and you, you get the sense that Drinkwater, obviously Morgan being captain, Schmeichel are the big leaders of Leicester, Leicester City. Um, yeah, and they've got, they got owners in that if they're not getting the results, I feel like they will cut Cut Shakespeare, which you know is worrying for them. Another one of them teams, a bit like Palace, as we mentioned a, a minute ago, that could finish as high as maybe as the Europa League, but also could be struggling for relegation. Yeah, um, it'll be it'll be an interesting season for Leicester. Again, we're we're not going to expect them to do what they did all them years ago. That was no. you know it was for as a football fan, it's one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Um, I am tipping uh, Damari Gray to have a very good season though. He showed glimpses last year yeah. of being a quality player. He scored a crack and a goal at Old Trafford last season past De Gea. One of the best strikes of the season. Yeah, they were losing at the time. They were getting absolutely thrashed. But he has something in his locker. And I think this could be the season, especially with Mares, if he goes, he could step up into that place and be a real asset for Leicester. It would offer him more game time. And anyone in the Premier League, that's what they need. They need to be playing games consistently. Maybe not week in, week out, but just... Every- few games a month that's what they need to really prove themselves and to get into that mix of things yeah, I mean he's, Gray's been quite sought out after this window he's had a 20 million bid or let's say a rejected 20 million bid from Bournemouth for him so he's quite sought after um, yeah, showing their intentions that they want to keep him yes yeah definitely definitely so I, that was 10th uh, place uh, did you I don't think you said your 10th place I did I've gone with Bournemouth you've gone with Bournemouth have you the mighty yeah no, I still don't see him as my Southampton rivals, but I I, I do like Bournemouth, and I like what Eddie Howe's done with that club. He's done really well for that team. And I think with the transfer window, <clears throat> Begovic, Defoe, Ake, they've they've done what they needed to have done. They've got a great goalie in there who was playing for the only champions last year, and he got a few games in there. And I think Ake at the back will do really well. Yeah, Bournemouth for me, I've, they're, they're my ninth place team. Eddie Howe this season, if he has another one of the seasons as he's last had 
like for the last few seasons, bigger clubs can be calling his name. Yeah. I can't see Bournemouth holding on to him much longer if he continues the way he's going. Um, Jermaine Defoe, he's getting on about, I think it's 34, 35 now. Any player in my eyes, and we'll move on to another team that let go one of their um, elderly, older sort of players last year. Any player that can score 10 plus goals in the Premier League is a fantastic player because it's Definitely. such a difficult league. And for Defoe's size and stature, he's been sensational throughout his career. He and just keeps doing it, doesn't he? He keeps going. Keeps on. doing it year in year. Even last year when he was at Sunderland and they were in. They were dire last year, Sunderland were. He was still putting the goals in and he, he did pick up some big like wins for Sunderland because of his goals. And he, he, he provides you he provides you that. He he really does. To uh, get him for free as well. Oh it's fantastic. It's, it's, it's a bonus, isn't it? Especially more, well, for a club like Bournemouth, they're doing really well. I, I can't imagine they have a huge transfer budget, so yeah, anything they can get for free is fantastic. I mean They've got, you know, the rest of the team is a solid base as well. They've got King. King had a very good season last year. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking at them following him in pre-season. Eddie Howe's trying to get Gradle back into the mix. Um, He'd been touted after by Toulouse in the last few weeks. But... Bit of a FIFA legend, right? There. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Just sweat it down the wing, crossing yeah. in goal. Um, yeah, I, I feel like Bournemouth going to have another solid season. Again, this could be the season that they break into the Europa League. I can't see them struggling. Their their home form's always immaculate, and they always put up a good fight away at home as well. Um, they went to Les- uh, not Leicester, Everton last year, lost five three, and although they lost, they put up a hell of a fight against the uh, Everton team. And they the style of football that Eddie Howe has them playing suited to the Premier League for a tease. It's, they're they're brilliant to watch, and it's such a success story that they've come up from. You know, this is Bournemouth a few years ago. They nearly went down to the National League, yeah, and now they're up in the Premier League. And they're not only surviving, they're competing and they're making some teams look stupid. Like, they beat Liverpool at home last year in a, in a classic game 4-3. You know, they're a really decent outfit and fair play to Eddie Howe for, for getting them up there. And I think Eddie Howe, future England manager in my opinion, he might even go on to bigger things in the continent because he is that good, I think. And he's still really young, really young. Yeah, really he's young. got that on his side. I, I don't know if I want him to become England manager. I think that... That might ruin it. It might be the death of it. Well, you see how it's done to a lot of them. <laughs> oh. Right, so that was ninth place for me. That was Bournemouth for ninth place. Um, who have you gone for ninth place? I've gone with Watford, and I've, it's just due to Marco Silva. I'd loved him to have gone to Southampton. I think he's a fantastic manager. What he did at Hull last year, with not exactly a lot of time left and not a great group of players, I, I think he did amazing. And he's done well in the transfer window to bring in Hughes. Uh, Andre Gray from Burnley, which I think is massive. Cleverly and as well. Cleverly and Chalaba. So I, yeah. And they haven't sold anyone big, so I, I can't really see what... He hasn't done anything too wrong, and I, I reckon they're just going to perform really well. A lot of people doubting them. I mean, but, me, yeah. me being one, I've, yeah, put, exactly, I've yeah. put them quite, to finish quite lowly. I, I, Watford are going to be one of them teams I think will just divide opinion throughout the season. I, as I mentioned earlier, I think it's going to be how much time Silver's given... Um, whether he can continue that sort of um, form that he had with Hull because he was a good manager for Hull it was a shame that Hull got relegated because if he had more time I feel like they would have probably stayed up yeah well it came down to the last few weeks didn't it yeah yeah. now Watford are going to be one of those teams that will divide opinion throughout the season and, and you know you've got them for ninth and I've got them to finish so low down it, they are going to be one of those teams like we've mentioned with Crystal Palace and you know the likes of Southampton maybe that could be as high as you've put them or could be in the relegation zone we, we really exactly, don't know yeah. um, so let's move on to 
Oh, actually, we can do all these lot in a row, I think, because I think we've got the same teams for this. Let's do 8th, 7th and 6th. Uh, West Ham, I think we've put both down for 8th, haven't we? We have, yeah. They've had a quite a good transfer window, haven't they? Oh, yeah, they've not done bad. The, not... They've done well with Hernandez. They need an out-and-out goal scorer in that squad. they filled that gap nicely with uh, Yeah, Hernandez. I hope he does it, yeah. I mean, a lot of United fans to this day still rule the fact that they got rid of him. Mm. He was, he's, he's something different. He's... If Andy Carroll's fit, I'm a big fan of Andy Carroll. I reckon he could do well. He's, I'd, I'd still love him to be taken on England shoot. I know he never will probably again, but I, he's just something different to offer up there. And I think him and him and Hand, Hernandez, they could play off each other. I think quite well. Two different types of striker. I'd, I'd be pretty happy if I was a West Ham fan right now. I mean, they've also brought in Arnautovic um, from Stoke, which one of the bigger inter league transfers um, this summer. Yeah, uh, big signing for them. Uh, yeah, and, and Joe Hart, of course, as well, into West Ham, which, as you know, best as I was saying earlier, my opinion, best goalkeeper for England right now. Um, yeah, it, it's quite short that City let him go to a Premier League team, really. I thought they would have probably tried and shipped him over to the continent like they did with Torino last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Billich and West Ham fans should be looking really optimistic this year because compared to where they were last year and the start they had last year and then they had the saga of Payet um, and yeah. all that... West Ham are looking very, very strong. They've got a good good base squad now. Um, they've got the likes of Antonio still in there, who absolutely fantastic. Mark Noble as well. Coyate. Winston Reid at the back. I, yeah, West Ham have got a Europa League challenging squad for sure this year. Definitely yeah. for sure. Um, they need to keep hold of Lanzini as well. So there's a lot of speculation if Coutinho does go to Barcelona for whatever huge transfer be, uh, fee they think yeah Lanzini could be his replacement I think he's a class player I wouldn't be surprised if he did go so as well as they have done in buying these new players if they keep <coughs> hold of him that'll be another great bit of business to be honest I said, uh, yeah I mean he's quite an underrated player Lanzini actually he does a lot for the team he puts in a shift hard work yeah yeah and that if West Ham can keep a hold of they have so far this season uh, this transfer window kept hold of their big players it could be looking for a very good year um, at the London Stadium and that's also the other thing they need to they break need to break that London Stadium <laughs> because, dust because yeah. last season I don't know what it is it, it the ground looks and I think it is very far away from the pitch it's not as intimate as it was at the bowling ground um, and some of that also as well the fans aren't connected with the stadium as much as they were at the bowling ground uh, as of yet. Um, the, the the infrastructure's in place there at um, West Ham and you could be looking at the next few years if they have a good season get into Europe next season maybe you could be starting to look at they could be pushing for the top six maybe they, they really could they'll be bringing in big names as well Cause as, as weird as it sounds I think in today's modern football I think the fact that they are in London is is big for them it's, yeah and it's so central it, and play I don't know how much players influenced by their misses, but I can imagine quite a few of them be quite happy being central London, not Stoke. being in Stoke. Stoke. Yeah, exactly. I can't <laughs> yeah. a lot I'm Stoke or Burnley. Uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't think uh, those two particular places are the, uh, uh, every um, wag stream. No, not prime real estate up there. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, you've got the Westfield Shopping Centre just over the road at West Ham. The missus can go there if she's not really up for the game. <laughs> Uh, no, that's controversial. We won't be no, no, no sexism, no sexism. <laughs> anyway, so I think we've also gone for. Oh, we've lost it now. It's all gone wrong. Now we've also got in some place uh, the same team. Uh, we've gone for Everton. I've gone. Yeah, Merseyside Blue. Uh, I think they've done well. They've got 
Klaassen in there, who I think could be a class sign from Ajax. I think he scored a ridiculous amount of goals from midfield. I know, I can't really pronounce the league name very well, Eredivisie. Eredivisie, that's the one. It's not exactly a class league. He but was captain of Ajax, yeah. um, you're forgetting. He, what a transfer window Everton have had, actually. It's been, yeah, peaks and troughs, I'd say, with their transfer it's, window. Um, they've spent big. They've spent, I think it's the second biggest in the league so far. Oh, second or third biggest, just behind United and City, maybe. Yeah, they've brought in Pickford from Sunderland, big goalkeeper, um, strong future. He, he sort of kicked off the summer of, are players actually worth that money? Yeah. With the £30 million buy. Um, yeah, Clanson's come in as well. And obviously, Wayne Rooney, back at the club. Yeah, are you, he's, not, he's definitely not the answer to Lukaku, that's for sure. No, but definitely not, no. I think the thing is with Everton, they've signed... They've signed well. They've got a lot of midfielders in their squad, and if they they are going to go for if they do go for Sigurdsson, it's going to be a battle. I think I I can see Rooney perhaps going back to his old forward position because otherwise that well Barkley could leave. I think I think you will. It's a big season for Barkley. Yeah, he, they probably we've probably said this for three years in a row, but it's this year. I think it's he needs to prove himself. Otherwise. I don't personally rate him that well, to be honest. No, he's been linked yeah, with Spurs in the recent yeah. weeks. Um, with Spurs spending any money is beyond us because they just haven't done anything. No. The the midfield um, talent at Everton now is, you could say, it's one of the best in the league. You've got your Rooney, sure, yeah. your Schneiderlin, um, Gay. He's, you know, they've got all the players. Barkley as well. Morales. The list keeps going on and on. Whether... Everton can get all these players to gel. It's a similar thing with what we said about Huddersfield earlier, although Everton are an established Premier League team. It's going to be a hard thing. They have lost their best player by far, Lukaku. Um, and I don't think like they've brought in a striker in replacement yet. Rooney... They've got that Sandro Ramirez from Malaga. Yeah, I, yeah. But that, quite a cheap deal that was, actually. Yeah, it's, it's the old classic. Oh, he's not tried and tested. So there's always that. But, you know... There has been countless Premier League or footballers come into the Premier League and have just hit it from the ground running. Like Jamie Vardy, right? He's he's not come from abroad. Obviously, he's come from Championship, and that season he obviously towards the end yeah. they played well, stayed up, and the next season who would have thought he would have gone on an eleven game scoring run? No, and scored the goals he did. Yeah. yeah. So I think to, it is a valid argument, but you you just never know. So it it could be fantastic business. It could be awful business. We'll have to see. They've got strength across the entire pitch now, even at the back. Um, Keane coming in from Burnley. Yeah, brilliant no, signing that is. He had a fantastic season last year for Burnley, one of the most underrated players in the league, could be said. Him at the back, you've got your Baines, Coleman coming back for injury as well. You've got to remember as well, Ronald Koeman, one of the best defenders, people would say, in football. He was, in his day, fantastic. Could score goals as well. And I think with him linking up with the likes of Keane, still a young ish age it can only do him fantastic yeah. things for his career no so, I agree on that but I don't think they'll break into the top six it will be hard it's it's the competition as well they've obviously done well it's then you've got to look at the likes of Spurs it's, it's difficult to try and there's they're close but there's still a gap yeah. between those two I teams I think if Everton bought like this maybe even two seasons ago you could say top four but then the current football climate no yeah. seventh, I think seventh it could be classed as an, an underachievement, but I don't see him going any further than seventh. Yeah. 
and we've just spoken about Spurs, who we've actually both put in sixth place. It's a fall from grace from what, where they finished last yeah, year, isn't it? It is. It's it's difficult. Obviously, playing at Wembley. It, how long can this go on for? It's they've only won twice there since two thousand seven out of nine games. And the last time they won, they was against CSK Moscow, which I'd like to have hoped if I was a Spurs fan, they would, would beat win. Them. What is this uh, curse about at Wembley? I don't know. It's even last year. It was the obviously preparation for the Champions League games. Poch was getting all of the pitches to the exact size, down to the nearest millimeter, all the same sizes of Wembley pitch, and still, it, I don't know what is the difference. The, I don't. I, I can't see it. It's the same with West Ham. I don't know how a stadium can make such a big difference. Perhaps it, it clearly does, though. As with the fans, it must be that because that's the only reason I can see why areas of the ground <coughs> are different. There's not the usual certain stands making the most noise or this or that. It's it's a very odd thing, and I, I we'll have to see how they do. I want them to do well, but yeah, I mean, it, there was an argument to be made last year that Spurs, although they didn't win the league, were the best team. Chelsea, yeah, yeah. Chelsea were ruthless and got the job done, but in terms of footballing wise and the way they went about things, Spurs dismantled teams last year for fun. They really, did really did. Yeah. Especially towards the end of the season, even though they had to slip up against West Ham, they were always chasing the league anyway. They were dismantling teams for fun. To have them fall from second to six, my reason behind it is the transfer activity of the team above them <laughs> yeah. has been far superior and it's starting to get to Spurs fans I feel as we are you know two days time and the, the league starts and they haven't bought anyone no. in as, as a Spurs fan I started being worried you know they've sold one of their right backs to a Premier League title opposition not just a, rival, a Premier yeah. League team a Premier League rival and we'll get onto that eventually their replacement obviously is Trippier he's now injured yeah. so their right back option ironically is the other Kyle Walker yeah. and I, I, he's got he's another part of his surname <laughs> I can't remember off the top of my head but it, for, you know they still got Harry Kane they still got Ericsson Son he was coming good he's last fantastic. year yeah. Dele Alli had a fantastic season they still got the players in there I just think the club is now lacking ambition they, they, Daniel Levy should have been looking at last season and gone right we were Points like so close to winning the league. Season for the, for before, the second year in a row. The second year in a row, arguably the year before. The year before they should have won the league, and Leicester won it, and they came third. And they come third, <laughs> yeah. And they should be Levy should be looking at this and going, why are we not investing? Yeah, Champions League football this year again. He should be going right. I can cash in on this. Let's get some big names in. Let's go out there and go across Europe and get him in or him in, and just make some signings that go. Whoa, hang on a second. Because if you look at Spurs' starting lineup, yeah, fantastic. If you look at their s- squad in depth, they don't offer much else. It's, you know, yeah. Janssen is their other striking option. Diabolical last year. He really oh, was. Yeah. The problem is, as well, I think we forget how much a new stadium is costing them. So apparently, I've heard it's gone, for, it's doubled in its original estimates from 400 to 800 million pounds. And you've got to think. We often see these football clubs, especially with the money nowadays, there's almost an unlimited pot. It's just money coming out yeah. and out and out. But there's got to be limits, and you think around 800 million has got to be yeah. Yeah. taking its toll on Daniel Levy. Yeah, yeah, he, can't keep, he can't keep putting his hands in his pocket. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think this could be Poch's last season, Pochettino's last season at Tottenham. I don't think, I feel like there's a con- the connection between him and Levy is getting a little bit ropey. 
I can't see if they don't win a trophy this year, him staying. He him himself will be wanting to win trophies. And if say one of the big European teams have a dodgy season or they're not happy with their uh, manager, the, the likes of Real Madrid, mm-hmm. um, Bayern Munich, you know, he could turn and look to him. He could even turn and look at one of the bigger teams as a long-term replacement. If Chelsea, you know, that would be an unbelievable thing because uh, well, we'll move on to Chelsea in a bit with their relationship with uh, Antonio Conte at the minute. But he could go at somewhere like that. It, you, you don't know. I just feel like Spurs at the minute aren't looking too good for the season. They've got a nice base, what they had last season, but you need improvements in that team. Yeah, I think... Spoke well as of last night with Danny Rose going to the Sun and saying he wants to, the club to be signing players, which people know, and he wants to be winning trophies. It's, it's, obviously, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You don't know if he's just gone there, not even talked to the club to begin with, and he's just said that to the newspapers, almost as perhaps a cry. Yeah. I'll just get me out of here. I want yeah. to be winning trophies. Or, you know, Poch could have similar views and that he wants to be winning trophies, and it's, it's perhaps similar with the likes of obviously on a different scale Newcastle and Chelsea where the owners aren't dipping into their pockets and supplying them that money and I think if we see Pochettino go it'll be a shame for the league because I think he's a fantastic manager so, I think he yeah. is it could be said the best manager in the league with his styles and his tactics so that is Spurs in six now we're moving up to the top end of the table <laughs> um, I've been tossing and turning on whether to where to put it's so five. hard to choose, yeah. It's you there's a vouch for all of them to say, even Spurs to say they could win the league. Yeah. Um I've gone now, I've had a big long think about it. I'm gonna go for Arsenal in fifth. Um I don't oh, know, have you I've, gone for I've, Arsenal? I've in also fifth? gone for Arsenal in fifth. Oh, first of all, let's start let's start from <laughs> wait we'll, we'll go back to last season. Were you Wenger in or Wenger out? I I would say Wenger in only because I've perhaps seen it. You, you've got to be thankful for what you've got because you don't know what it's gonna, what's going to be next around the corner. Yeah, no, that's He's, a fair enough he, shout. It could, it could be like a power vacuum with Fergie when he left. You, you well, you might get David Moyes in there. Who yeah. knows? He's, he's out and about. Yeah. But um, it's difficult. Uh, he's been at the club so long, he's going to leave an impact. But, well, they just need to... They, I don't know, it's difficult. It is, it's a hard one because Arsenal, you know, they had an awful season last year. They really did. There's, you, can't, yeah. you can't dispute that. There was, they looked like the players had enough of Wenger. It looked like some of them, you know, didn't care about the club, weren't playing. But they come out with an FA Cup and then going into the Premier League season this year, they've beaten Chelsea. I know yeah, it's only the Community Shield. It's cast as a pre-season trophy. But they've already beaten Chelsea this season once. And they've made some, they've made some signings. Yes, I still think they need more. The signing of Alexandra Lacazette, that's a statement. That's surely. what they needed, yeah. And that could be a signing. We still don't know even to today. The transfer window, we still got time left. I know, but that could be the one to keep Sanchez there. If that's not showing a bit of ambition to be hitting those top marks, I don't know what is for Arsenal. It? I would be happy. I'm, I'm happy for Arsenal with that signing. Yeah, to see that- a struggle like that in the leagues amazing I mean if he if it's, and it's, it's the same with another team we're going to talk about in a second keeping hold of a key player Alexis Sanchez on his day is untouchable and, and unplayable he is fantastic but there has been certain times last season when you watch him and he's he's basically throwing a tantrum on the pitch because he's not um, but you could say that's because of the players around him aren't performing 
yeah. as passion as well. As much as it could be frustration, he also as much as he can be seen as an individual player, he also he must want the team to do well because he wants to be seen as a player within this great team that perhaps could then move on to a bigger club. He doesn't want to be seen as just this one player who's perhaps revolting on his own because I personally wouldn't be interested in that. If I was a manager looking at Sanchez, who well, you might even revolt against Wenger this season, I wouldn't want that in my club. No. That's no. negative for any team. No. It's, it's going to be an interesting season for Arsenal. Again, they could surprise us all. And maybe from the lack of transfer activity, it shows that Wenger is happy with his team. He did switch the formation towards the end of last season, playing three at the back. Uh, Rob Holding was a bit of a revelation from towards yeah. the end of last season. It's going to be and it's going to be interesting. I need to try and keep hold of Alex Oxlade Chamberlain as well. Touted by Chelsea in the last few days, been linked linked with him a lot. I just can't see them going one better. I can't see them doing it. I don't think they they are in the Europa League this year. I don't think they'll achieve... Um, it's a lot of games as well. It's a lot of, it's a lot of games, Thursday nights, and then having a game on a Sunday or a Monday and night. they always do well in the FA Cup, so it's yeah, always that to remember. I, I think this could be, if it is another bad season, Russell, or not a season fans expect. You've got to remember, fifth place finish in the Premier League, is good. it would be good for any other team, but not for Arsenal. No. Um, I think this could be Wenger's last season. They also signed uh, Klasenich from Schalke, which again... Seems to be really good signing. Seems to be actually. good signing. Scored actually at Wembley the other day in Community Shield final. Um, it's frustrating because I, I would like to see Arsenal do well. I'd like to see him win the league again. I, I, you know, I've gotten, I'm not a fan of them. I don't support them. But as a team that it, they've been without... Part of the old guard. Yeah, the they've, been without, they've been without so much or big success for such a long time now. You feel like the fans deserve it because they they've stuck by Wenger, and it was only until last season that they started calling them for their head. Um, you know, and I, I have reasons to believe that the fans last year did take control of that club nearly. I mean, look at Arsenal fan TV, the way they went <laughs> on about Wenger. It you know, you you can't do that to your manager. You have to try and stick with them. You have to respect the board's decision, even if you're not happy with it. You 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 know and. I think the fans had too much to say last year, but then they they have every right to because they're looking to win the Premier League, and that's obviously and they're the ones spending their money each week going, going to and watch, watch the game, especially yeah. at the Emirates. It's oh, expensive. It prices. is expensive at the Emirates. Gordon Bennett, yeah, it's a lot of money. But I think fifth place will probably be what it will be for Arsenal, and I think it will just be because they won't be able to perform against the big clubs again, and it will come down to that, and they'll slip up against the likes of Swansea, and maybe Watford, and I, they'll they'll start well. Do they always start well in the season? <laughs> but we'll get midway through and I can see him struggling again and I think I think it'll be too little too late for Wenger by then and I think I think he'll be gone by the end of the season so let's move on to the top four yeah Champions League spots who've got for fourth place I've gone for Liverpool I have too why have you gone for Liverpool I think their strike force I think it's fantastic to be honest and if they keep the likes of Mane fit because obviously last season he was injured for a, for a short period of time, but then he went to the Africa Cup of Nations. Yeah. They struggled without him. And with that, he's got so much pace. But and then with Salah as well now, each wing, I think they can perform some really good, some they good gonna, football, yeah. And they're also very dependent on the fact of whether they can keep Philippe Coutinho. As yeah. of last night, Liverpool rejected just over 90 million bid from Barcelona. <laughs> Barcelona, of course, looking to replace Neymar. Yeah, ridiculous uh, money. 
Yeah, it, you you got to look at it and say this is just what the modern football we live in now. This is the money that clubs are willing to spend on players. He, I think he is central for what Liverpool do this year. Liverpool have the potential to be challenged for the title. There was a phase last year, early season, of course, where Liverpool faded out. They were top of the table. They were they were playing well, and you know I I really rate um, Firmino. Um, Lalana I think is one of the most underrated. He's, he's injured, though, isn't he? He's is injured yeah. at the minute. Yeah, and he's not expected back for a while. Um, I think Klopp. This is Klopp's team now. A few seasons ago, when Klopp took over, there was things to be said. This is not Klopp's team. He hasn't brought in the players he wants. Since then, he hasn't brought in a great deal of players. No. Um, with Klopp he's he was at Russia Dortmund for so long and then obviously he's come to Liverpool taken over from Brendan Rodgers and he yeah like you're saying he had that season or perhaps two or half season and a half a bit of leeway where he had to obviously kind of get used to Premier League which I think is fair for any manager but when he, they come he's, in. he's introduced some great football the, the, the amount of hard work they put into that team the pressure is just fantastic it's from the watch. front line yeah, back isn't it I'd be more than happy to see my team playing that kind of football and he keeps them going for long, almost the whole match fitness within the team yeah. uh, I'm interested to see how new signing Mo Salah does this year of course yeah. was at Chelsea a few years ago didn't really get a look in didn't no, really get, didn't a, get chance a chance to prove goes back to Italy goes to Roma and he was very good in the last few seasons and he it obviously attracted the bid from Liverpool and they've got it, they've got their man Uh if Coutinho goes, I can see him being a, a re, the replacement or the key for them. Um, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. Like I say, Liverpool have the potential to win the league. It is there. The fans deserve it again. A bit like Arsenal. They've been looking for some big success in the last few years. They haven't got it. The Premier League has always eluded them. They've had the chances, you know, when Benitez was in charge. I just think it's probably the teams ahead of them that are going causing the problems. Um, I think a lot of it's going to come down to the games between each other this year, uh, between the big, between the top, the top six. six yeah. yeah, if they get one up on each other, they have the potential to win the league. But I think fourth place is probably a fair shout for Liverpool, and I think Liverpool fans should be happy with that. Really, um, it might take one more season. They need, I feel like, need a clear cut striker. Daniel Sturridge, you know, he was playing well in pre season, injured again. It's just after he scored that goal. It's just a lovely he goal. The goal. And then Fantastic. he pulls wherever he's pulled, and uh, that'll be it. He misses the start. I think those few seconds just it epitomises his career. <laughs> in one. Oh, in one. When he's on form, he is fantastic. He's got the pace, he's got the skill, he's got flair, he can do it all. And then he just puts it right into the back of the net, and two seconds it's later, like, he goes there, down on his, his legs. Yeah. Well, I don't know how long he can last at Liverpool. No. That'll be interesting. I, I think what else will be interesting as well is how. Much perhaps game time Solanke gets. I almost a bit of a a slight against Chelsea by signing him. Gone the sort of guy that's, yeah. that's gone under the radar, really. Um, yeah, because he's obviously fighting for his place against what we're saying a great strike force already. But he's proven himself. He's a good young player, and perhaps maybe not as he must get more game time than he did at Chelsea because yes. he's got next yeah. to nothing. But. Yeah, maybe in seasons to come he could be a future. I mean, Klopp has proven in the past, especially so. at Dortmund, that he is willing to look at the younger talent. Exactly, yeah. So he might he might come in. Uh, yeah, fourth place, I, I I can see him maybe doing quite well in a cup. Maybe the FA Cup I can see him doing well in or uh, or the um, uh, uh, League Cup. But uh, I think in the Champions League this year, this is obviously dependent on whether they can beat Hoffenheim in the playoff. I think that's going to be a problem 
for them because of the more the, the games they're going to have to play and and I think it will take its toll they haven't got really got the squad in depth as the three teams we're going to mention have but they you can argue as well that last year they were exper- experimenting with youth with is it Arnold in the left back yes, or yeah. one of the full backs yeah. and just different players like that getting in Woodburn yeah, again Woodburn. another good young player who's shown a bit of talent so Klopp is willing to do it that was his plans yeah Klopp is willing to do it and of course they signed um, Robertson from Hull as well could be um, replacement for their left back and allow Milner to go back into the midfield Yes, where do you go straight back in there? Do you I don't know. He's got to fight for his space. He has to fight. Yeah. He's got Emery Chan and Jordan Henderson to go up against. Exactly. Yeah. So Liverpool in fourth place. Then now let's move to the top three. Now I think we've got a slightly different order for the top three. Yeah. In third, I've got the champions, Chelsea. Wow. And the reason why I've got Chelsea in third is I really feel like there is some serious unrest in that team uh, as a whole. The Conte-Abramovich relationship was so sweet last year, winning the title, and they played some great football in the end. But they've had some things go on this summer so far, like Costa coming out and saying that he's not wanted. Through text, apparently, he was... If that's true, that is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, isn't it? it? Conte not getting all the men he wants. I mean, they have signed a couple of good players, Bakayaku and Morata, um... But I, I, don't, I can't see them doing it again this year. I feel like teams will start to work out Conte's ideas and his formations. Because last year it was revelationary to the, to the Premier League. The fact that he was coming in playing wing-backs and Marcus Alonso and Victor Moses. Were, you know, they were confusing teams at times yeah. with the way they were playing. Well, you've got to remember as well, that style of play that he introduced was then replicated by, if not... Not all the teams, but the big teams in that league. They thought, well, look at what Chelsea are doing. We like, need to look at the success. Yeah, and then they all kind of tapped in on it. And you, I think, only a few real managers can you really say that they've been looked at. That's po- possible. They say don't they? it's what is it? Um, imitation is the best form of flattery. Yeah, and that I think that was it. It's finest with Chelsea then. Yeah, but as as for Chelsea, I feel like they're back in the Champions League this year, so they'll have that. Yeah, more games. More games. And I also feel like they just haven't invested in every area. I feel like they needed a new um, wing-back, two new wing-backs. Marcus Alonso's good, but if he gets injured, who have you got it to come in to replace him? You've got Aspilicueta as well, but you know they've got now Rudiger and Cahill and Louise. Um, and I don't feel like Moses on the right-hand side is that long-term player. Mm. They've let Terry go as well. He's gone to Aston Villa, so they've lost their without out, out and out leader. And even if he wasn't playing last year, I feel like you know you don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but he could have been the motivation for the players or getting them going. It's, it'll be interesting, and it will be remain to see how they play. Obviously, they still got Kante. Um, Eden Hazard last season was back to his best. It, I think it sort of rests on the striker role. Chelsea, when it comes to strikers and haven't been the greatest and the like Costa's a bit I'm exceptional. so surprised that they that he said to Costa you're not in my plans. I mean he had a fair enough season yeah, last exactly, year, didn't he? Yeah. And he he's 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 done it for a few <coughs> seasons. I mean you can argue when it was with Mourinho he, he obviously wasn't playing for Mourinho, but he's he's a fantastic striker and to score the goals that he has done, I think is a it's a it's a risk by Conte, I will say, to then say you're not in my plans. Yeah. It's, so yeah. The man that looks like he's going to replace him, uh, Maratta. Question is flop or success? 
I want to say success. I'm going to say, I think it will take him a few, a little bit of time to get into it. But I think once he does, I think he could be a real good player for Chelsea. He's perhaps not the same kind of style as striker exactly as Costa. So I think it's the rest of the team as well, perhaps have to get used to him. It's different plays and everything like that. But he offers perhaps a little bit more pace, which can obviously be utilised. But I, I reckon he'll be a success. I'm going to go on the contrary to that. I feel the next more, Torres. Yeah, I feel like he could be the next Torres. I, he had, he's not proven in my eyes. He's nowhere near proven. He had a good season um, at Juventus, then went back to Madrid um, a few years ago. I, I don't feel like the investment they made was the right one. He suits their play. He's quite similar to Costa, but I feel like someone like a Bamiang might have been a bit more. It brought it's brought something, a new dimension to the table for Chelsea because Chelsea don't really haven't really they though they've changed formation but they play the same way they have done for the last few years and I feel like he's not going to be the man I think he's going to get bullied by a lot of the centre backs it's a, it's a different league the Premier League it's a lot more physical at the back and when you come up against these lesser teams I don't think he's going to bully them as much as as much as Chelsea fans are going to want him to well that could then lead to <coughs> the likes of. Who's the other striker? Uh, Batshuayi. Batshuayi, guy's name, yeah. He, I think, well, he proved himself kind of towards the end of bit of last season. He had a few good games. He started playing a bit bit better football. That could then lead the door open to him if Marata doesn't succeed. And I think he could be, a, it's almost not a new signing with Batshuayi, but it's just another person just to get off yeah. that bench. It's, yeah. It'll be good for them. Right, so that's third place done. We're down to the last two. Oh, actually... Your third place. We haven't talked about your third place. Who have you gone for third place? I've gone for Manchester United in have my you? third position. I, they've done well in the transfer window. Rooney, I, I think it'll be it could be a big loss with that player in the team that kind of leads them. But I think he's been on the periphery for quite a while now on that squad that is it has it's perhaps been coming. But with the likes of Lukaku, Matic, and Lindelof coming in, I can't see why they can't be in the top three. And they. They've got a fantastic work rate as well. Mourinho, he's, it's, I don't think you can predict a season with Mourinho. That's the <laughs> no, thing. It, no, you it's really difficult. Can't. He's a fantastic manager and he's obviously done it in the biggest leagues in Europe. Obviously, then you could say the biggest leagues in the world. But I, that's all he's missing is now possibly is a, is a title win with Man United. I don't think they've just got it this year. I, I I can't really explain why. It's just an it's a deep feeling of mine. It's just no, it's just not going to be. I don't know. I I think Pogba has a lot to prove. I think he had he, he had moments last year. Like it sounds ridiculous, but you see some of these passes he plays across the pitch, and you think that is a fantastic footballer. He just needs to do it week in week out, and perhaps he they need to find that position for him because at the moment. He seems to be his position is midfielder. He's not. He's not a centre midfielder. No. He's not a CDM. He's not a cam. He is the midfield in that yeah. team. But by then bringing in Matic to sit in that central defensive midfield role does then <clears> let Pogba releases him. It releases him yeah, further to go forward. Where he would if like. that's where Mourinho wants him to play further forward, and that's where he was playing for Juventus, and that's where he's then earned the price tag that he has earned because he was playing fantastic football in the Serie. So maybe that is the. You could say Matic almost, in a way, is caught, is the catalyst of this great explosion that's going to happen with the Pogba moving forward and just creating great football, playing yeah. in those balls to Lukaku, who's obviously he's best oh, mates with. Oh yeah, and I, what a signing as well for United. That's a statement of intent taking 
Lukaku. Um, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if the Lukaku deal did involve Rooney on the lowdown. We, we won't know that, but you can have Lukaku if we can have Rooney. I know it's not a fair trade. No, a few years an ago. eye for an eye. <laughs> an eye for an eye, yeah. But uh, uh, we'll move on now. We'll go to our top two. I've put United as second place for me. Um, and we'll continue on the fact we're talking about United. There are elements there that suggest this could be the season for them. Yeah, there is. That's the thing. There is. But what worries me, or what I think will be the downfall of United, is the consistency of what it needs to be champions again. And they have lost, in my opinion, what they had under Sir Alex Ferguson, which was that title-winning mentality. And they, you know, we've mentioned uh, uh, bef- in this podcast before that they've lost Rooney. That they've taken another leader out of their team. Who in that team now? is the out-and-out leader. Because you've lost, you know, your Vidic's yeah. have moved on, your Rio Ferdinand's have moved on. The leaders, in my eyes, in that team now are Antonio Valencia, Pogba, maybe. Does he have much of an influence? De Gea, Chris Smalling. Yeah, it's it's difficult. Because, obviously, it's, I still see all those players as young players. Perhaps not as, with Valencia. He is out on his he own. Is, yeah. He's from the times of with Ferguson. Yeah. And he, fair play to him, he has been at that club now for quite a long period of time and he perhaps has earned the right to be the captain and he, he's doing really well by looks of things. He doesn't seem to be ageing, that guy. No. But yeah, it's difficult. I I personally can't see the likes of Chris Smalling leading out Manchester United. No, no. And I feel like this is the problem that they've got at United is the lack of leaders. And also they have Jose Mourinho in charge. And I, I don't think he is the man that can take him to the title. I, I don't. I feel like he has proven everything he can do in the Premier League. Sometimes his attitude on the camera, after games, in interviews and all that, it reflects badly on the club. I do have to say the signing of Lukaku is fantastic. I'm more impressed by the signing of Matic and I'm also surprised Chelsea let Matic go to, again to a title rival. Um and I feel like, well, as we've spoken about already, he can release Pogba further forward. Uh, the partnership I'm looking forward to is whether he plays Rashford and Lukaku up front. Glimpses of it in pre-season. I'd love to see Rashford start for Man United each week. I know it's not going to happen, but it, I think it needs to happen. <laughs> I, think it, I think it does need to happen. He's, yeah. he's that future at the club. He is. He's still young. He, he's proven a lot in the last few years and he's come out of nowhere really and done all of this yeah all started from what was it the Europa League against Europa League Mitchell yeah it comes on and then he scores just a brace, scores yeah. a brace they got Louis van Gaal to thank for that one well that's the thing to be fair to Louis van Gaal he did introduce a lot of youth into he that did, squad yeah but um, no, I don't think it's going to be enough for him to win win the Premier League this year and I think it'll be good I think United fans would should take second place as a, an achievement it depends how close they finish Two, of course, uh, we'll move on to who we think are the Premier League winners in a minute. Um, but it has to achieve. There has to be success, and it has to be. It'll be a step up from fifth place last year. It will be. Yeah, exactly. And you know they don't have a good run in the Champions League. Mourinho usually does well in the Champions League. Knows how to play the teams in the Champions League. Look how he won it with Inter Milan all them years ago. He Yours, bullied yeah. Barcelona in the semi-finals. He made he made Messi look stupid. So if he has to do that again, he knows how to do it. So. Yeah, second place for Man United for me. And second place for you? I've gone for the other Manchester club, Man City. Uh, it's close. I could see them, and I know a lot of people have perhaps taught them to win the league, and I can see why. But the signings, they've, they think they've spent something near £200 million 
mega money or mega a ridiculous money. amount of money and I think as well as that obviously can be seen as good for it's like we were saying earlier that's, that's a lot of players coming into a squad who perhaps could all be starting on that opening weekend and it's it will take a time it will take a lot of time sorry, to get into that kind of mix of getting to know each other and getting into the playing style that they want to play but I I think this is such an important season for Pep as well last year didn't get a trophy in the eyes of the owners and perhaps in the eyes of him it would be seen as a failure that season oh I feel like it's a failure full stop if Arsenal can win a trophy and United can win a trophy but City can't it's a failure it has to it has, last year yeah. has to be seen as a failure and they that's what I was so confused about they started off that season so well and I think they had a little they had a bit of an unbeaten run for the first few weeks and I honestly thought they're going to win the league they just looked like a well oiled machine and with Aguero up front I he could just keep banging in those goals willy-nilly. And I think as well with Gabriel Jesus, they've got a fantastic strike force. So it's it's difficult. I think if they just... <coughs> there needs to be a real willingness and I think company to keep him fit will be fantastic yeah. for them. A yeah. leader. Obviously what we're saying again with Man United, perhaps what Man United don't have, that's what they need to that's do. What, they need yeah. to keep him fit and keep him playing. And I think that could be a real good side for City. And they could... I think they just... Miss, miss out. out yeah I'd love to see it as well go to the last weekend I want to see that again that 2012 season I think it could I honestly reckon it could it's, it's like we said a minute yeah. ago it's very hard to call the top 6 in their positions the, that top 6 could easily easily be reversed and could be flipped and could yeah. be because it, there's, it's hard to pick between them they're, they're all very good sides so we'll now move on to our Premier League champions each Let's do it, yeah. so We've gone for different people. Um, We'll start with City, as we've just spoken about them. They are my Premier League champions for the season. And this season, it has to... I feel like it's not more they're going to win. I think they have to win. And I think if this is Guardiola's team now. You could argue last year he came in in the summer, beginning of the season. He had all summer to work out what he wanted to do. He's had a season with the team now. He's cut out all his fullbacks. All oh, of them gone. Cos released. Clichy. Yeah. Um, Zabaleta gone to West Ham. Sanya gone. And he's brought in Danilo, Mendy, Walker. He's brought in a lot, a lot of players. New goalkeeper and Edison. This is Guardiola's team now. There's clearly a thought process behind why he's done this. There's clearly a game plan in his head that he's got to win the Premier League. It's the one trophy that has eluded him thus far. Um, he's you know he's won La Liga, he's won the Bundesliga, Premier League is next off his list. I see once he's won this, he'll probably go over to Syria and conquer Syria. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that coming. But this 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 is City season. It has to be City season, and I can I can almost see them winning quite a few domestic competitions. Well, I think they could maybe do a double, maybe a treble. But do you reckon he would sacrifice those other trophies to just get his hands on that Premier League? Because I think with the yes. lot of Pep being very tactical-minded, I could see him, well, like many big clubs doing, perhaps not seeing the FA Cup for what the fans see it as and perhaps seeing it as a hindrance to his team. That, that's a that's fair enough shout. Yeah. The thing that I think is in City's favour compared to the rest of the top six, their squad in depth is sensational. You, like, you, like you said a minute ago, you can switch them teams around. You can put any one of them players... In, in on the pitch and they will still be challenging for the win or challenging for trophies and I think that will be the main factor and why City will win the Premier League this year 
whereas other teams might lose their star player, say Tottenham lost Harry Kane or Arsenal lost Lacazette, they can beat City. If they lost Aguero, you can replace him with Jesus. You know, if you lost um, Silva, you've got the other Silva that's coming. Yeah, now. Exactly. You know, they've got a lot of squad in depth. And I feel like if Guardiola can get them playing how he wants to do, the title's theirs this year. So for me, that is why Manchester City are my Premier League winners, which means your Premier League winners are... Chelsea, yeah. I, I think the they've double. done... Back yeah, the only... I'm going to start off by going from perhaps the negatives to the positive. The only reason perhaps I can't see them winning the league is their squad depth. And I think that could perhaps, obviously what I was saying earlier, Champions League is now involved. It's a lot more games. It will hurt them and it will perhaps be the biggest draw against them from getting that title. But I just, I, my sole influence on thing they're going to win is Conte. I think he's a fantastic manager. And if Chelsea do lose him, perhaps, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he packed his bags and perhaps goes soon just because he can't get the signings in that he wants. I think he came out recently and he said something like he didn't actually want to lose Matic, which is ridiculous because he is the manager of that football team. Why hasn't he got an influence in yeah, the say? I, yeah. it's the, it's, that's the state, like I was saying earlier, of modern day football. The manager is, in my eyes, he does control that team. He should be the central figure and should decide who goes, who yeah, plays, Yeah, I don't understand stays. why they wouldn't give him the money. No. From what he did last year... They started badly, which you can't say they didn't. They did. And for the fact he turned it around so quick, he said, okay, well, this is not working. I'll do bring this. in my own yeah. plans of what I've done in Juventus. And then to just go against what is perhaps seen as the conventional way, he's just done fantastic for the club. So if they don't give him the money, I reckon he um, he might not leave this year, but next year I don't yeah. see him staying so what's, what's, what, what's your main reasons for why Chelsea won the league then? What is... Well, I've, it's Conte, and I, just, I, I really believe in <laughs> Morata as well. That's the only thing. If he does fail, they will be in a lot of trouble, and they'll have to sign one in January. But I just, I think they can just hold it. I think there's a lot of good team chemistry in that squad. I know they've got some new players in there, but I think with Rudiger at the back, he seems like he just seems like a tank. That guy. I've, I've watched a few just like kind of YouTube clips on it. He does seem amazing. Can't say pace team. in the Chelsea team as well. That's the thing. I think Gary Cahill will struggle next year as well to perhaps get into that squad, especially yeah. with that defence. It will be hard for him to get into it. I think he will because he's seen as the next John Terry, and as perhaps it could run, sound a bit ridiculous, he is the. He's not as young anymore, but he's the English centre back. Yeah, and perhaps that's what these clubs like to see. They like to see the young English players still getting a chance. Maybe not always Chelsea with their loan system, but yeah, I just. I think they can hold out. I think Conte's got the tactical awareness to keep them both in the Champions League for a decent run. Maybe, I'm not going to say they're going to win it because that's not what this podcast is that's about. That's not what this podcast is about. I'm going to say that I just, I believe him enough to think he's quick enough on his feet and allowing the players to do what they need to do on the pitch and hoping that the club also give them the funds give to them do the what they need to do. So if they do, I think they'll be on to a winning season. And they haven't lost... Okay, they lost Matic, we were saying, was big. But other than that, I mean, Quadrado, he was good for them. Yeah, but he's but not he's, fantastic. He's not fantastic. And I, as bad as it sounds, I can see why Chelsea have their loan system with, what is it, Vitesse Arnhem. Yeah, and all these, all these teams. strange teams that they just loan these players out to. It's because they want success, success now. Yeah. 
it's a now club not looking to the future and that, that is football that is modern day football yeah, right and now it's, it's, it's ruthless but this is the this is the environment we live in it's the same as Manchester City yeah. they bought yeah. success and the thing is with Chelsea they will keep I, think, <clears> I can't see that changing in the near future I think they'll keep doing it and then they won't be too bothered about buying them back if they are like they could have bought Lukaku that's another thing that I think Chelsea perhaps haven't done as well they should have got Lukaku they should have bought it was on the plate for him and it was for yeah. a long time when um, Lukaku come out at the beginning of the transfer window and said he knows where he wants to go I don't think you can tell me he wanted to go to Man United I think he wanted to go back to Chelsea I might be wrong but I yeah. feel like Chelsea was everyone was shocked when Man United come in and it was like oh they, they stole one off Chelsea here yeah I, I was a firm believe that he was going to go back to Chelsea but yeah I just I can see Mar- them winning it Morata could be the one this year I think he will I have faith in him I, I don't know why I just have a feeling he's going to be fantastic I don't know I'm not going to say how many goals he's going to score but I think he's going to score he's a fair, going amount. To score a fair yeah. amount of goals oh. yeah, we'll have to see I think Conte is a good enough manager well fantastic manager to keep them top of the league yeah, we will have to see indeed so that is our joint predictions um, we're going to wrap this podcast up with a couple of little questions I'm going to give you who do you think will be player of the year in the Premier League this year player of the year I reckon I'm going to say if he if he can play where he wants to play I'm going to say Pogba you're going for Pogba I'm going to go for Pogba and you know what I was literally about to say Pogba as well I'm also oh, really? going to go for Pogba okay. I'm going to say Pogba or potentially if he has another, uh, if he can get the goal scoring, and I think it will lead on to top goals from here. I think maybe Sergio Aguero, if he, if, okay, yeah. if, if he leads City to the title. Oh, this is what they think is going to be his last season as well. They, yeah, this could be a swan song for Manchester City. Um, so yeah, let's go for top goal scorer then. It's kind of obvious who I'm going to go for. I'm going to actually say, even though I've, <laughs> I've put them in sick, I'm still going to say Harry. Still, <laughs> he knows where the net is, doesn't he? <laughs> I think it between... I think Lukaku's a fantastic striker as well, but I think, yeah, Kane will get it. Yeah, I've, I, I, I'm going to go with Aguero, but my top three are going to be Kane, Aguero and Lukaku. I think it will be close. I can also see Lacazette scoring a lot of goals for Arsenal. Not being enough to do get him in the Champions League, but I think he'll be pivotal for just scoring big goals. Yeah. And the last question I'm going to ask you oh, no. is, first manager sacked. That's my favourite one. I love looking at the bookies odds and seeing who's going to first. I haven't seen actually the bookies odds for that. But um, I'm going to say. <clears throat> I'm going to say Mark Hughes. You say Mark Hughes. I'm going to say Mark Hughes. I'm going to go for Chris Hewton. Oh yeah. I don't oh, think. Okay. I, think yeah, I, he will be, I think he will go quite quickly, depending on how Brighton do. So that's everything. That is exactly. football follow up. It is back, back for the new season. I will. I will. I'll make a promise now. I will try and upload every week um, when I go back to uni it will be a lot better I can get it in so uh, thank you Joe thank you for joining me today ah, thank you for having me on um, so this will go up on SoundCloud so give it a listen there I'm also just working on putting it on iTunes and then eventually we'll get it on YouTube um, also going to set up a uh, football follow up Twitter page as well so give that a follow when that comes up um, so yeah thank you very much for listening um and we'll enjoy the Premier League and we'll, and we'll enjoy the new season and ups and downs up until May. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys, and uh, I'll be back again soon. See you later.